Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. This is John Gorman, your host. We've got Jason Theobald back in the house. Jason, not only how are you, but how many times have I done that intro at the exact same fucking time since episode one? We're on 60. I think I've done it the same way every time, right? I think so. We got to switch it up. How are you, man? Not bad. Going all right. Yeah. You know, we've got a we've got a fun podcast today. Um, you know, we did a, a pretty fun part one and part two. Ask us anything episode. We're gonna have some more of those coming up. But you know, anytime I've done a deep dive on any of the podcasts I've done, and I, I think you guys do some of these on Excellence Cartel. I think I listened to maybe you had Steph on at one point. But you guys really like to drill down on the inside of of behind the curtain businesses of different businesses and coaching. And I've done that a lot when I had the old training and nutrition truth podcast. Um, we did, you know, behind the scenes of first form and summer smash and a bunch of other stuff. So I know this will be a fun episode to do. Definitely. And I thought our first deep dive would be on new ethics because yep. I mean, you guys are really growing. I mean, really growing, just hitting just really, really insane numbers. And I thought, you know what, this will be fun to kind of peel back the curtain and show people a little bit about that. But before we get started, uh, what's going on new with you, man? Give us give us an update on training um, and shows. Yeah, so uh, I'll give you an update on some business stuff. I just had my part two to my uh, hormone um, adaptations, metabolic adaptations class. Um, so in part two, I kind of say, all right, now you've got the client healthy. Now, how do you work them in and out of cut phases? What supplements have I found you need to keep in? What can you pull to save the client money? And so I had about, I'd say, 12 um, paid attendees and then my oh, coaches wow. all attend. So it was pretty cool. Um, I'll run it again in July. Yeah. And um, so watch my IG for that. Um, made a decision. I think I'm going to start dieting August 1. Uh, do the San Antonio Pro, which will be like seven weeks later on September 25th. And then as long as everything's good at home and, you know, I'm keeping everything together business-wise, I would hit the Hurricane Pro four weeks later on October 25th. Okay, um, awesome. Currently, I'm ramping food up. I finally got my knees feeling uh, good enough that I can train legs twice a week. That's when they usually really respond for me. They usually get bigger going into a show. Um, I'm walking more so that I can eat more. I just don't have a great um, – food drive. So yeah. I got to get moving more. And I'm hoping that, you know, even though you're burning more, I'm hoping just it's that slow walk that I can kind of recomp, get more food in, get the metabolism revved up. I've cut creamers out of my coffee. I've cut most of the Gatorades and going to Carbolin. So just little changes. Yeah. I'm just being a little wiser. I'm, I'm getting more of the calories in that you need and less of the sugar and things that, that you don't. Um, but I won't kick things off till August 1. Well, cool, man. Well, whenever we kick that off, uh, or whenever you kick that off, we should kick it off on the show and actually do a uh, uh, just a whole podcast talking about the end of your off season, kind of where you're sitting. Maybe I can get some pictures from you. We can post those on the website as well, and um, we'll talk about you know your starting macros, your ending off season macros, what you're going to do training wise, your supplement regimen, cutting out the little things. And really kind of how you set yourself up to go into a successful prep. And I don't want to go too much off into the weeds on this right now, but a lot of people don't understand is, you know, preps are set up successfully. They don't just start. And a lot of people just think, fuck it, I just want to start a prep. And that that's, as you would call, amateur bullshit. So um, you're a pro. So I think we should do a, a, a whole episode on that. So remind me if you don't mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I know we did one on your, on your preps last year. They were only three weeks. Um, yeah. This, this will look way different, you know, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. So it will, it will. Yeah. Other than that, new with me real quick, uh, man, we just launched a new blended protein um, with Oreo. So it's chocolate with Oreos in it. There's only five carbs per scoop. That's pretty cool. And that's been a, a huge hit. People like that blended protein. But other than that, man, I've been playing a lot of pool and I got into a pool tournament this past weekend up in St. Louis and I got second place and it was the hardest tournament I've ever played in my life. I won 1400 bucks. It's all that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty damn good payday for playing pool. It's cool. And yeah. I, the two highest rated players in the tournament, I, I had to beat them. My very first match was against the guy that won the tournament last time. I was like, fuck. And it was a two day event. So yeah, other than that, I've been playing a lot of pool, man, just trying to get my mind off stuff and, and enjoy business. So with that being said, if you guys ever want to hit us up, check the show notes. We've got our emails in there. Jason's got classes and all that stuff that you guys can check in on. Or if you ever have questions or topics or people that you want to hear from, just click our email to in the show notes after you listen and uh, hit us up. So Jason, we go ahead and kick this off the right way. <laughs> Get some caffeine in. It looks like maybe you're sipping on some tea or coffee. I got some tea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, this will be fun. Um, I want to kick this off. We're going to talk about the deep dive into starting new ethics, but to get there, kind of like we do on the podcast, you always have to go back, back to the beginning and talk about the things that led up to it because you didn't just decide, Oh, Hey, let's start new ethics. You've got a long history in the supplement business. So if you would start us off by talking about when you actually got involved with supplements, as far as like being sponsored and what that looked like. Um, let's see. So I was sponsored with Cyvation. Um, I think that started 2009 and probably lasted 2011, 2012. Um, I know Mark Lobliner got bought out um, and some athletes that he brought on were dropped and I was one of them. Um, so that kind of ended that. Um, but that was like my first time being, you know, with a sponsored company, but obviously I've been taking supplements for years, but right, right. Um, that was the first time kind of getting just, you know, to hang out a booth, work a booth at the Arnold, see what, you know, was possible owning a supplement company. I didn't get tons of the business background or anything, you know, a few nuts and bolts from Mark here and there, but I at least got to be affiliated and see what was possible. Yeah. So I, I want to drill down on that just a little bit because a couple of questions and it's something I just thought of when they got bought out, and you were let go. Um, how'd that make you feel? Did you, did you care? Did you're like, all right, onward, I'm just going to do other things or did it light a fire? What, what was that kind of like when you weren't brought I kind of understood because Mark and I were friends and, you know, he didn't really make me do like demos and things like that. He just wanted me to push the brand and, you know, my bodybuilding was tied, you know, I was doing fairly decent and my bodybuilding was tied to the company, you know, um, but I kind of figured it was kind of going to happen. So I wasn't necessarily pissed. Um, it's not really in my nature to get upset over things like that. Um, I just figured, all right, cool. Um, I didn't even actively then try to go for another sponsor because, um, I knew I would start a company. Um, Joe Benley had hit me up with, you know, um, anabolic designs. He wanted me to come on board and, you know, I started to try a little bit and, I just was having trouble pushing other people's brands because I knew eventually I was going to create my own. Yeah. So the interesting, so massive mistake, I think on, on Cyvation's end, by the way, um, letting you go because 
um, you were an influencer back in the day. First of all, one of the early influencers, there wasn't Instagram or anything like that, but kind of like we said on our sponsored coaches, sponsored athletes podcast that we did, I don't know, you guys can go back to, into the archives. Coaches are, are influencers. We've got client bases, especially you had a lar very large client base back then. You were in charge of message boards. Like you had all these eyeballs on you. Uh, for them to let you go is a massive, massive mistake, but you understood. Um, the other question is, is, you know, how important was it for you to make the connections that you made working for Skyvation, you know, being sponsored? I mean, you and Mark made a connection there. I mean, these days you guys do business together, correct? No, not anymore. Not really. Uh, well, I mean, they were, carry, stuff, they carry right? new ethics at, at, uh, yeah. So we do business yeah. that way. They carry, uh, at Tiger Fitness. Yeah. Um, and you know, this, when I, you know, the audience may not know. I mean, I, I had Natty Nutrition as a supplement line, you know, soon after we left, um, you know, parted ways and I created Slintrol and suppressed and we had whey protein and creatine and, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, but they carried from day one, our Slintrol and suppressed. Um, so that business connection was good. Um, and then now to this day, they carry new ethics at Tiger Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, and you know, maybe, maybe that connection's not there. You ended up doing his prep. I remember that um, mm -hmm. early, you know, whatever yep. it was, 2012 or 11 or whatever it was. It was kind of cool. Um, man, you had him looking really good. Um, yeah, we did 2011, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mark had just grown a shit ton and peaking is much different than when you're 155 as a lightweight, like he yep. was to whatever the hell he was. like. One uh, I think he came in at the Northern Kentucky as a light heavy. So maybe 196, 197. I think we were just yeah. talking class. Yeah. Um, so you get, you guys ended up doing business that way, formed a friendship. Yeah. It just kind of continues to stay. And that, that was my point there. Um, let's talk about Natty nutrition because that, that was your next thing. Um, yep. man, when did that start? You, you named some, what, what were your key products and when did that start? Slintrol and suppress were our key products and Slintrol was a GDA. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of grew out of the fact that, um, Mark Rosmini, you know, tips that had turned me on to certain ingredients, vanadyl sulfate, chromium polynicotinate. And then, you know, I was having my clients buy that and maybe adding, you know, a few other things like, um, what else do we have that we had them add? It wasn't berberine yet. Cause I don't think it was on the market, but I was having them add like three bottles of things. And then we thought, why don't we just formulate this and put it in one? Um, and Steph kind of ran with that and um, kind of contacted the manufacturers and got that rolling. And then we built uh, a line around Slintrol and Suppressed. Um, but again, there wasn't anything super unique about it other than those two. After that, it was just whey protein, creatine, glutamine. Um, whey pro or whey, we had, uh, you know, whey protein concentrate. Um, just glutamine. It just wasn't, I wasn't ready yet. I didn't know quite enough to make the line that I truly envisioned or saw. Yeah. But it was a nice jump in. Uh, we ended up not trusting our manufacturer, um, not of Slintrol or Suppress, but of the other um, just, you know, one-offs, creatines, glutamines, whey protein. We just got a bad feeling after a while from them. So we discontinued. Um, but it was a good way to get your feet wet and kind of start to understand the business. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Uh, obviously you don't have to name the manufacturer. I don't even know if they're still around, but, um, 
Yeah. What, what kind of tipped you off? I know that I carried, um, I carried all your stuff. I used to manage the anytime fitness that I own. Now I managed it back in the day and we sold the shit out of your cilantrol. Um, but we also carried your protein powder and stuff like that as well. Uh, what kind of tipped you off that something might not be right that some people could, because consumers can actually look at the protein they get and they can spot some things. What kind of gave you the red flag? Um, you know, it just, it tasted almost too good to be true, which, you know, nowadays that can be, that can be fine. You know, right. um, I've tasted your stuff and it tastes great. And I know you're putting a good stuff in a bottle, but you know, going back 12, 13 years, it just seemed had like a bunch it, of fucking carbs in it. That's what, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so we just didn't love that. And so we just thought, you know what, we kept Slintron and suppressed. Cause like I said, they were a different manufacturer. And we discontinued the others and just said, you know what, we're just going to let these roll. It's not our time. We didn't have, we didn't really, you know, I was still working as a lawyer. Uh Steph was trying to build a business uh, coaching. She thought that's where she wanted to be. So neither of us had enough time to really set it up. You know, we were just shipping out of our house. It was starting to be a big burden on her. Um, we were getting to that point where, you know, you really had to kind of go all in and get a shipper and get, you know, a warehouse and do all those things. And, uh, we just weren't confident enough in what we were doing yet. So we just, we just backed it down. Yeah. So let's, man, let's talk about that because, um, you know how my business is run and at some point we'll do a behind the scenes on, on fat muscle. It's just, you know, I need more time. I need mm-hmm. more time, more, more substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do that, but I like the mom pop aspect of what we're talking about. So you guys were shipping out of your house. Who was doing the shipping? Um, obviously you're working as a lawyer, you're running left and right. I remember actually emailing you something about one of my orders and you're like, dude, get with Steph. Cause yeah. I'm running ragged. And you were, you were, you know, running everywhere. Who was doing the shipping and then who, who ended up taking that over? Stephanie was shipping, um, for Natty nutrition. Um, and then what happened was her, her clientele grew so much that we eventually then brought her sister on. Um, she was a teacher, but they were building a family. She ends up now having five kids. And so she, you know, decided it wasn't worth going to teach every day and then still paying daycare. It was like a zero sum game, mm-hmm. but she wanted to make a little money. So we had the shipping done by her sister. Um, we paid her a percentage. And um, so if we shipped more that month, she got paid more. That's just how it worked. And we also carried other supplements on our site because I'm always, you know, trying to find more revenue streams. And yep. it's like, why send someone to, you know, bodybuilding.com when they can buy it off of nattynutrition.com. Right. So, you know, we were getting those profit margins and kickbacks as well. So we had to find a shipper. And so we kept it in the family. And, but you had to, you know, we had to give something to, to get that. Yeah. Do you end up just moving it over to wherever she was? Did you guys kind of stay out of your house for a while? How, was, um, um, the supplements had to basically go to her, but for a while Europa was big and Europa was a drop shipper. Yeah. So that aspect, we didn't have to carry all that stuff. She just coordinated it. And then she did have the Slintrol and suppressed at her house. And then we carried Beverly and they didn't drop ship. So we had those always sent to her house. But that's all we carried. Everything else, Europa drop shipped it, which worked beautiful for a very long time until they got out of that. And I don't even know if they're around anymore. Um, yeah. And, and then um, we, we shipped our, she shipped our suppressed insulin trial. 
Awesome, man. Super, super cool. Uh, a couple other questions about Natty, and then we're going to kind of move on to the, the start of new ethics. Man, do you remember back, like if you can go back in time, like how excited were you guys to have your own line? Like when you first got your first supplement in your hands, was that something pretty cool to you? Yeah. Or are you okay? So what would that, what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty badass. Um, you know, we, I think we put in $17,000 and I mean, now that's nothing, but like back then, yeah. you know, we were making good money. I mean, I was an attorney, she was an engineer, plus we were running these nutrition businesses, but still 17 grand just to buy some freaking pills in a box was like, Oh man. So like, yeah it was a little nerve wracking cause I didn't know if we were going to sell it. Like, where are we going to make profit on or, you know, just whatever. It could have just yeah. sat in a freaking basement, you know? Um, but luckily it, it moved and, you know, we made hundreds and thousands of dollars, if not probably a million over time on Slintrol, the 10 years that it was really rocking. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was just really surreal to see like something that we created, did the labels, and to just kind of hold it in your hand and be like, all right, well, we went in pretty heavy on this. Let's see, let's see how it goes. You know, I could have, could have put it in the stock market and made 15%, but we chose yeah. to do that and we, we made a lot more percents. So um, it was just kind of investing in yourself and taking a gamble. So if, if you don't mind, uh, it, you know, numbers, you feel free to share, not share whatever you want. Um, obviously we'll talk about grosses and stuff if you're okay, but how big did Natty get in its heyday? Do you remember like what you guys were turning a year? So I think Slintraw was making, I think profit for us about 120 K a year and maybe Damn. suppressed was making 60. So it was an extra 180 K. I mean, and it was, there was no overhead to it. You just bought it, kept it in our basement. When we needed more, we got it to our sister whenever we saw her on Sundays at family gatherings or whatever. Right. And, you know, kind of went from there. Um, I think that was probably um, the biggest that it got. Um, Cause even though we had the other stuff, central wasn't as big yet. So I bet you those years that we were selling protein and different stuff, it just hadn't gotten that big. Um, but I think that was probably some of our best years, probably about 180 K from it. But do, do you, you know, remember when it was at its peak? What year? Uh, let's see. So if we brought that out in 2009, um, I'm going to say, it was around its peak, probably 2012, 2013, somewhere probably around there. Yeah. Um, and then finally, before we move into new ethics, what uh, did it start to slowly go down when you guys stopped carrying more other supplements? Did you ultimately know that you were going to start new ethics? Um, it never went down really until we started new ethics. Okay. And then, you know, we put our focus on that, right? And Slintrol still made, but suppressed – we just ran a sale, uh, I think about two months ago and said, this is the last batch. Um, and I think sales just kind of dwindled on that. People go get extra court, but there are still some people out there that like their Slintraw. And, um, I think we might still be, we might make another run of it, but, um, I at least haven't seen us where we've said, this is it yet. Um, yeah. but you know, Steph runs that side. Um, so I don't know what the Slintraw plan is, but, uh, yeah, there's that's, I think Slintraw is the only thing left of that line. Yeah. I mean, I was just, uh, Oh, what is it? Two years ago, maybe I came to visit you in the summer and I grabbed a whole fucking two boxes mm -hmm. of it because I knew I had people here that wanted it. I wanted yep. it. Um, still have a couple, couple of them at the house. Um, I keep them on hand if I ever run out of, of GDA. 
Um, not that it's a backup, it's just good. And I know a shelf life is really good. So that's, I always keep it around. Um, can't go wrong with it. To me, it's kind of the staple that really kind of got the whole GDA craze started. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say Slintrol was the one that got people really talking about GDAs. Yeah, they were around, but not talked about it at scale. And I remember people like uh, Palumbo were saying it was voodoo bodybuilding and stuff mm-hmm. like this. It's like, you know, now all of a sudden is, you know, you got people teaching classes on insulin sensitivity and using GDA, you know, you're, you were one of the forefathers for that. So it's cool to see it still kind of around. Um, yeah. In my opinion, GDA max though is, is the fucking product. You know, yes. that's, that's the product. It's just, that was the next phase of cylindro. Yeah. It, so let's talk about the next phase. Uh, when did you first have the idea for new ethics? Um, yep. and what so year? what happened was we were 2017 I had sent Steph to work with Vince because she had had hormone problems and, you know, no diet would work for her. Right. And I really wasn't, I had seen him fix a few women that came back to me. Him and I had never talked. I knew he was in Cincinnati, um, but I knew that he had fixed a few people and I thought, well, shit, we might as well give this a roll. So she went and, you know, there's a lot of crazy shit. The diet's different. He's got her on all these different supplements that, you know, spike this and support this and, you know, I'm kind of just sitting back like, all right, well, you know, I'm just, just watching. I'm trying to keep an open mind and you sure as shit, you know, she's feeling better. He's getting her to respond to diet. Like, and she's like, you know, you should really sit and talk to him. He's, he wants to, you know, go into business with us. Uh, he respects you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. And so the thinking was we were going to, at the time on Natty Nutrition, we had this very like rudimentary diet builder. It wasn't anything like feed for function, but you could go in and build your diet. So if we, you know, we were trying to get more people to do macros and then they could build their diets in there if they didn't really want to track like an MFP, but they wanted to have like a diet, but that they could have the control to change it. But we wanted to build that and make it more robust. Vince has started using it for his clients, but it wasn't really, it was just clunky. And um, so we wanted another one. And so we got together to discuss going all in on this, what would eventually be feed for function. But as him and I sat and talked, my passion was supplement line. I told him how I always wanted one. And he said how he always wanted one. And we started talking and, you know, I told him how we had ours and he knew about Slintrol. And he said he had a contact here in the city that could help manufacture and that it was really one of his goals too. And I, and so after him and I met, we decided to put the software thing on back burner and go and do the software line or the, um, the nutrition, the new, the supplement line. So it grew out of a software idea, but we tabled that because him and I both had a passion for this. And so we kicked around ideas of names. He wanted to call it clean K L E E N, but I did some Googling and there was a company out there was already using it. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, we were thrown around names and, and Vince threw out new ethics. And I said, boom, that's freaking it. That's yep. it that is it. And from that day on, like he was really busy. Like he started to grow a team quicker than I did. Uh, even though I had the loss thing, I just, I took the ownership at first to like get the label designed, you know, contact the manufacturer, develop the, you know, three products we'd go with. And so I kind of just ran with it. Once we had the funding and we were all ready um, I put the LLC paperwork together and kind of just ran with getting the first three products to market. So how'd you spell it? How'd you spell new ethics at first? Did, did we you did it to- just, just the way it is. Just the way it is. He said in you, 
E T I. And I'm pretty sure he went with X. Um, and, and, and I loved it. Did you guys ever think about Google and searching and stuff like that? Obviously it's not a problem as we know. Oh no, I did. I do all that. Anytime we come up with a name or create a new company, I search the trademark, uh, the, the federal trademark database. And then I do a big Google search to see if anyone's using it anywhere. Yeah. So, so how key, first of all, man, this is fun. And I'm, I'm really probably going to go into the weeds. So you might have to pull me back out. If I get too deep. But talk about the importance of having each person kind of has their specialty. Because what we're going to do is get into you, Vince, and Steph here in just yeah. a minute. Yeah. Talk about your specialty because you helped me out a lot with fat muscle and the name and stuff like yeah. that. Tell people your background when it comes to trademarks and names. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was a corporate attorney uh, working in-house general counsel um, for a businessman in Cincinnati who owns about 30 businesses for 15 years. And um, doing that, I learned a lot on how you set up a business properly. And, you know, once you come up with a name, there's a couple of things you need to do. You need to make sure your .com is available. If your .com is not available, don't fucking use that name. All these other .net, .us, they're not as good. Um, get your .com. So you pick a name, but you have to have a .com. If the .com is there, then go to you know the USPTO.gov website. Anyone can do it. Do a trademark search. Make sure that you know that's not taken. Um, and so, you know, you do all that. And so I, you know, I was in charge of, and then a Google search is nice too. Um, if you really want, you can pay a law firm and they'll really dig at it and do all this extensive research. It's about 500 bucks. But these days, if you get on uspto.gov and do a really good Google search and really look through the things you're, you're pretty clean that way. Um, but yeah, you always want to get those two things buttoned up when you, when you come up with your, when you come up with your name. So let's talk about you, Steph, and Vince. Um, mm -hmm. You each add a unique perspective to that. Yep. Um, what's what did that look like back when you guys first started? Right. So I did all that. I did the you know I set up the LLC documentation. Um, you know we went back and forth on how things would look. Uh, it was really important to us that we put in there that if we need more equity, um, you know if there's a capital call and someone can't meet it then the other partners can meet it. And if they do, they get more equity. They pull it from the other partner. That way, no one was stuck with the bag of having to put in money to keep the company going and then getting no benefit of acquiring more equity. Um, so we, that was important to get in. So I worked through all that. Um, you know, uh, I, I have that law background. Um, I also, you know, have um, an art background. So I did the first label. There's been many since, but I did the first one, um, kind of drew it and then did this contest out on a website. I forget what it's called now, but you get all these artists from all over the world and they submit and then you kind of rank them and tell them. And then once the winner is chosen, then you can kind of work with them even further to fine tune it. Um, so I had that background. I had already had a supplement line. So I had that background. Um, stat, uh, Vince was really good at formulating. Like he, he was a metagenics rep. So, and he was one of the best in the country. So he knows, you know, the, just what ingredients do and what ingredients do you need to get an outcome? And then of course, Vince is really good at marketing, doing videos, things of that nature. And then right now he's our lead formulator. Steph is great at the back end business stuff. She's super organized. 
Um, she has no problem picking up the phone, working things out. She's good with all the payment systems, keeping books, spreadsheets. You need someone like that because that is not my thing. I freaking hate it. Yeah. Um, so we all kind of added a little something. And then, you know, uh, me being a bodybuilder, I had a lot of contacts with other coaches. Me being a coach, I had that too. Um, Vince hadn't been a coach quite as long, so he didn't have as many of those. He still had medical contacts and things like that, but I had a lot of like the coaches I could say, hey, why don't you come on board, you know, be an affiliate with us. Um, so we all kind of brought something to the table um, in terms of really just running the business and developing the business. Yeah. So let's talk about um, startup capital. So a lot of people have those kind of questions. You know, you said you, you spent 17 grand to start Natty, yep. you know, Slintrol and stuff like that. Um, man, what, what did you guys have to put in if, if you're okay to bold? Yeah, it's okay with it. Um, I'm pretty sure we each put in 20K. So we started with 40K and that got us um, GDA Max, Estrocourt, and then I think maybe... 200 tubs of each of our way chocolate and vanilla to start okay and we went we went live you know we we and we even got our website built we didn't go to some crazy you know um big software company i, I had a friend that worked at my old um job who did a lot of their web design he did it for like five grand with a store everything so it was pretty pretty affordable um, and we went live with three products, you know, I mean, that could be the kiss of death, I guess. Um, you know, some people say you need to go live with 10 and, and be ready to roll, but we chose to go with three good ones and just really push those. And our push was all grassroots to begin with. I, I don't know why people would say something like that. I don't want to get into a sidebar here, but obviously it has worked. And yes. I think people say... To me, it's not about the fucking products. I mean, yeah, you, you have three great products to start, but it's about what I want to talk about next to me is everything you just told me, I see everyone has a client base and especially you have a client base. I know Steph had a pretty big one. Vince had, had one, but you immediately have people that you've spent 10 years helping that are past customers of yours you've always treated people good. You've always done right by them. They've told their friends and you know, just me speaking from experience now being a year in, I, I have to imagine new ethics took off pretty good yeah. based just around your grassroots, but also your current, current clients and the people that you've helped in the past. Is that what you guys kind of saw that first year? Yeah. So you gotta remember we didn't kick off till October ish. So we only had October, November, December. So I think that first year we ended with like, 50 grand profit man that's not bad though for like no. two and a half two and a half almost three months no no one bad and then in year one i think we ended up at 500k after one year so we what like 10 times did or whatever yeah. the hell thousand whatever that is right that, yeah so um that was you know that was when we said all right the proof the proof of concept is here um we've got some so I do want to talk about uh, manufacturers, not specific manufacturers, but just manufacturing and what a lot of people don't understand because there's a shit ton of manufacturers out there. There's good, there's bad. People don't really understand. You guys found key manufacturers and it went into your process. 
how hard was that to find? Um, you know, to find the right ones because you'd had some in the past that you worried about. You'd had some good ones. Did you keep any of those on or did you have to go find all new manufacturers? We got new manufacturers. We didn't even use the ones that made Slintrol or Suppress because that's all they did was tabs and capsules. And we were going to have way more things than just tabs and capsules. So we needed someone that can make flavor systems, um, you know, make powders if we wanted, things like that. So we had to go find all new manufacturers. Um, and we used our contacts um, is what, what we did. Uh, Vince had a contact from being with Metagenics and knew a really good manufacturer that way. Um, and that was pivotal because, you know, they put out really good products themselves and then they help us manufacture ours. So um, we knew that they put out good products. So we knew that we were going to get a good product ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, man, it's always interesting. I, I've seen some really interesting characters, and um, you hear some stories, and then you see some manufacturers go away, and then they fucking pop up under another name somewhere else. It's like they do shady stuff, and then they show back up as someone as another company, and it's just like man. Um, so in that side of the business, it just it just kind of blows my mind. But regardless, obviously, I, I know your stuff's good to go. It's just, it's just hard for people to wrap their head around like what a good manufacturer is. Uh, I do want to talk about one more part of that. Um, the COAs, like people don't understand COAs and you guys are, to me, are the first ones that have been up front being like, listen, guys, you want to know what the COAs are. You list them on your damn website, which is, I don't, I'm not very familiar with other companies that have done that. I've had people ask for mine and I just send it to them. Um, mostly just because I don't know how, how the hell to post that shit on my site. You know, I'm sure my web guy can, but I, I share mine. You guys post that. Yep. Uh, what is a COA? Um, you know, obviously we all know it's certificate of analysis, but right. why is that important? What do people need to understand about that? Well, that's letting you know that what's in the bottle, um, you know, what it says is on the bottle is, is actually in the bot is actually right. there. Um, and so it's, you know, it's important that you can check, that your hard dollars are going to what we say is there. You know, we don't have proprietary blends, so we tell you what's in there. And by using that lot number, you can go and verify it. You don't have to take our word for it. It's right there on the website. And, um, you know, it's just part of our uh, mantra that, you know, that there should be transparency. Um, you know, people are giving their hard dollars for an outcome, and we intend to deliver it. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, respectable. Well, let's talk about what size your team was the start of the first year. Do you remember who all, I mean, obviously you, Stefan Vince. Yep. Um, is her sister, I can't, sorry, I can't recall her name. Is she still doing the shipping? What's your She set? ships, so she was involved, um, but we were shipping out of Vince's studio. Okay. We had the bulk of our um, uh, inventory there, and we would ship out of, his, out of his studio because he already had a shipper. So that was covering newethics.com. Okay. But I'm also a distributor at scoobyprep.com. So I buy, I pay just like anyone else who's a distributor. I pay distributor prices and I sell it on Scooby Prep. So Ashley ships that for me, but she does not ship at newethics.com. Newethics.com, we're we're big now that we have to, we have a we have a warehouse where you know they keep it for us and then they ship and they take so much per box. Right. You know, so that, that I love that model because we don't have to hire an employee that's ahead of shipping and pay 70 grand. We don't have to rent space because they just put it in the pricing. 
So we really get to store our stuff there for free. They just wrap it up and they take so much per box that they ship. So as we ship more and make more money, they make more money. So um, it, I, I like the model. It's a way to keep employees down and keep overhead down. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Do you remember about how long it took you guys to move to that model? I do. It was in year two. And you got to remember year one was only three months. When we got to about 250K, it was hard for Vince's people to keep up. Yeah. And we couldn't have lag in our, in our shipping. We just couldn't. So, you know, at that point, we decided to bring in the shipping company and they ship supplements. That's what they do. Like their expertise, they ship other supplements. And so it was just a natural transition. They're here in Cincinnati. Um, so, you know, I was a big proponent of it. And so was everyone else at that point. Yeah. Hitting, hitting 500 K, you know, grows your, your first, first full year in business. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And then to handle that shipping and move over, it's just a nice kind of peel back the curtain look into what that looks like. Cause a lot of people don't know, they, they see big companies and they think, Oh, well, you're shipping out of a studio or you're shipping out of your house. And they, they think it's, not a legit business. Listen, it, it fucking is like, I just told you, like you're making 500 K shipping out of the studio. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make it not legit, you know, but then the point everyone's, that's what people don't understand. Every big business started that way. Every no. supplement company did not start in a giant fucking warehouse because you can't no. afford it. No. So yeah, I think it's just kind of cool that unless you go and get a bunch of like, you know, venture capital money and then you don't own much of the company. Right. You know, or you go all, you know, or you go all in and, and you buy a building and you do all these things. But, you know, we always wanted to do it with the least amount of overhead, keep it grassroots and grow at our own pace. Yeah. And that, that was something I kind of skipped over, but you kind of answered that. Um, you said you both, you all three started with like 20 grand each or something yep. like that. Um, a lot of people are going to have to go to the bank for that. You know, yep. they're, they're going to have to go. How important was it to you just to use your own money? I, I know I did that on my end. I haven't had to go to the bank for anybody. Um, man, no, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, anytime you have a, you know, you take on more debt, I mean, that's just scary, right? Then you got to pay the interest on that. So, you know, we had the cash. Um, and so it was just one of those things that uh, 20K wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't at that point in my life. Um, a super scary number. If we failed, we failed. It was worth um, going in on it. You know, it was a dream that I, I always wanted to have a supplement company, even since like senior year in college, I just didn't know how it was going to happen. Right. Um, or was it going to happen? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you can do it without debt, that's great. Um, but you know, a $20,000 loan, God, the payment probably would be a buck 50 a month. Yes. So, you know, it, it's nothing if that's what you have to do to go chase your dream. It's not the end of the world. Even if you, you don't have another partner, you got to do 40. I mean, the debt service on that is two, 300 bucks, probably money's cheap to borrow right now. Yeah. Um, it's just, I was in a fortunate position. Um, God, what was I already 39, 38 that I just didn't have to, uh, borrow. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, a lot of people think about this. Most people start a supplement company, they get it very fast. Um, let's talk about paying yourself out yep. of this right out of the gate or not paying yourself and just putting money right back in. I mean, you guys aren't, you know, you make, you make that 500 K well, you gross that 500 K yep. the first year. 
a lot of people are thinking, well, fuck, like I can buy this and that because they, they don't own the business. You guys aren't doing that, right? What's that look like? No. So, I mean, you know, when you make 500K, you're still building the, the line and every dollar, you know, we kept the cushion in the bank, 150 maybe or something, but pretty much every dollar is getting reinvested to buy inventory. And as you grow, you've got to keep more inventory on stock. So, I mean, we've got a ridiculous amount of money in inventory. Um, I didn't get my investment back until I think the end of year three, when we, we, we doubled then we went for 500 to a million by the end of year. It was really after two years, three months, but I'm just saying yeah. year three, right. um, we hit a million and we finally paid our, ourselves our 20 K back. Still wasn't taking salaries. Still not. We still weren't taking dividends. Um, I just got finally salaried this year um, and I'll, I get dividends every quarter this year. So this year, what are we in now? Four years. This will be the end of our, see, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this will be the end of our fourth full year. And then you got this three months. Right. I'm finally salaried now and I finally get a dividend check every quarter that's fairly nice size. Uh, but that took four full years in business to get to that point. And we've been profitable every year, but we keep reinvesting in our line. And as you grow, inventory has to grow because you're, 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 you're selling more every month. Right. Um, and so if you don't do that, you run the risk of running out every time. And we had those growing pains. There was times we ran out of product because we grew too fast and you try to forecast, you, you look at the averages of, you know, you take the first six months of the year and you average out how much product you use a month. And then you see what's in inventory and to see how much longer you have on that. And then you look at your lag time. Well, how long is it? And then with COVID, it went from 10 weeks to get new product to 16 to yeah. 20 to 21 weeks. And you're just rubbing your head. Like I didn't, I, we didn't know, we didn't know that was going to happen. You know, like our forecasts were way off because it used to be 10 weeks to get, to get product back. Now it's 16, 17, 18, 19. So there's all those growing pains that you hit. Um, but yeah, like if you're getting into it to think you're going to cut yourself this big check, the first, first, second year, it's just not the case. You better have another piece of income coming in um, cause like I said, we're in year four now and, and I'm finally going to make a decent amount of money for the year. Yeah. And you know, another interesting thing to kind of talk about, you talked about, you know, growing so fast that, you know, your manufacturers have a problem uh, keeping up and it's not necessarily, it, you don't know what you're going to do the next month. Um, right. I, I don't, I don't want to talk about mine too much, but mine grew really fucking, it's growing fucking fast too. And it's like your manufacturers aren't ready for that. You know, right. if you hit them with a normal number, then the next number, I mean, I, I imagine that's what you're talking about. Um, man, how hard is it to work with people and let them know, like, did, did you guys struggle at all with any of the manufacturers? Were, were they like, hey, like, you guys need to give us more heads up? Like, what's that? What's that look like on your end? Yeah, I mean, there was struggle, um, you know, because they didn't really give us a huge head up heads up you know we put the order in as usual thinking we'd have it in 10 weeks and then when 10 weeks passed it wasn't and then it was kind of like well COVID has kind of slowed things down a lot of these other countries aren't working so the raws are you know getting delayed and they're not getting made as fast and blah 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 and you know we didn't know then once we knew we reshifted our um our forecasting to 16 weeks 
you know, but at first we didn't know. And I'm, I'm sure it caught a lot of companies off. Probably a lot of companies ran out of a few products. Like we didn't run out of everything, but we did have like some of our main players like Cordy's was on back order for a while. Thyroboost was a debacle with getting glandulars. Um, there was just a few products that uh, fly out the door and, and it, and it, and it caught us. Yeah. I, I remember, man. I remember, I remember seeing that thinking growing pains, you know what I mean? It's just, and then you throw COVID on top of it. Um, what's been the hardest part on your end? If you think about your role in this, your, your side of it, what's been the hardest part of owning a supplement company? I think coming up with new, new products to serve our demographic yeah. that they need and that, that work. Um, you know, you don't want to just throw shit out there that's already been done, but at the same time, you can't throw something out there just because it sounds innovative, but it doesn't get an outcome. We're known to produce outcomes and people can feel our products and we get tons of messages about that. And so that's a high standard to kind of worry about and meet. And so that will kind of keep you up at night thinking about those types of things. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the reasons why I respect you guys and the other reason why we carry your stuff is it, there's nothing wrong with pre-workouts. Like there's people that take that. My base of my supplement company, they all fucking want a pre-workout. So guess what? I put together the best pre-workout that I could find that didn't have 10,000 milligrams of fucking caffeine in it. Yeah. So I made a good one. I remember when you and I started talking a little bit when I left first form, um, you know, and I was, I was helping push new ethics because I yeah. believe in the stuff. I brought it up and I remember saying to you, Hey man, so what do you think about a pre-workout? And you said, you know what, man, it just doesn't fit with what we're trying to do here at the company. Yeah. Uh, we could do one and we could sell it. There are a lot of products like that that you guys could probably launch. Right. And you're just, mm -hmm. you're just, you're just not right? right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it doesn't, fit in you know what we're trying to do with under fix fix and support underlying health so that you can get the outcomes you want uh, to your physique and your health um you know we could do a non-stem one and maybe one day we will but at the point in time the way the products were going it just didn't fit into our line so we did essential energy which is kind of like yeah. you know it, it's 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 one of those things that could be drank in the middle it could be drank after it could be drank during the day but it could be drank pre-workout it gives you mental focus without stimulation um and we put a little citrulline in it but we didn't go crazy because we wanted it to be like um able to be used throughout the day too if people wanted to do that right so we kind of created something that was had a little bit more uh, ability to um, wear different masks for different faces and then you know um go from there yeah, and I know that was your baby because you and I have talked about that. Um, man, to create a stem-free pre with ketones that tastes good, I know it had to be hard. So I know you had your work cut out for you. I know that was your baby. Um, I recommend it to all my keto clients or people that need a, a non-stem-free. So actually, I probably need to just carry that on my damn site as much as I recommend it. But uh, the other flip side of that is for you, what's the best part of it, the most fun part? What gets you like – like I would say what blows your hair back, but you don't have any, but like what gets you super excited about your job with the company? Um, the formulating. Cause that's what my main job is now. Um, you know, it's cool. And, you know, Vince and I get together, you know, we, we were at, when we came up with, you know, the liposomal L-carnitine, we were at a, an event for the company 
Um, our business advisor was in town. We were bowling. And, you know, I, I said, man, you know, like I got all these people that don't want to take a shot, but we got to get it past the stomach. You know, I was thinking about this and that. He's like, oh, yeah, you're like, did we do this? We could, we could do it this way. And, and, you know, those types of things are exciting. So, you know, my role these days is formulating. Um, I was a CEO at one time, but I was, you know, I passed that off to Steph as she was kind of not wanting to work with clients as much anymore. Um, and so she took on that role. Now we've got Zeb, who's our COO, and he's kind of wearing most of those hats. And so I'm a formulator and I help with the direction of the company. Um, we just had a meeting about, you know, what direction we're going to go with the line um, coming up. And so those things are fun. Um, but really, you know, I'm, I'm a formulator. And so those types of things are cool when you put pen to paper yeah. and then see it come back and then people love it and feel it and get a response, uh, that you intended. That's really cool. I, I gotta give you props, man. Uh, liposomal L-carnitine. That's fucking fantastic. Like I wish I would have thought about that. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, my carnitine product's my second best seller. Yeah. Um, and to have a liposomal is, is pretty cool, man. Do you guys have any idea when that may be ready? I mean, it took a minute to get the taste right, but it's yeah. freaking soon. Like it's in manufacturing. It's just our, it's just taking a while right now. Still like lag times are a bitch. Um, you know, you come up with a new product by the time you get tasting down and then you get it in four more months. Like you're looking at half the year to get like these products that have to taste good. You know, if it's just a pill, or a capsule, we can get that in 16 weeks. But, you know, there's usually with the R&D, you've got samples flying back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's got to taste it. It just takes time right now. Yeah. I wish I could shorten it. I really do. But I, it's in the pipeline. and It's, it's got to be damn close. Like, it's got to be here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, you, you guys will crush it with taste because the Chase Berry, the Relax, like everything you guys have done, life has almost all been really, really good. Um, one other thing, and then we'll talk about what's next and then kind of beyond. Talk about your team. You you'd mentioned Zeb and you and Steph and, and Vince. Um, what are the other key players now? And so, you got kind of coaches. Affiliate. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we have, you know, Vince, Steph, um, and myself are, you know, all the majority owners and we make up, you know, the decisions, uh, to how we move the company. Um, we brought on Zeb, uh, Crawford. He's been in the supplement industry for a while. He's a coach with Natty nutrition and we groomed him to be the COO. Um, he's working with our business coach that we hired and he's doing a hell of a job. Zeb is doing great, um, leading the way. Uh, keeping everything organized. Uh, it's a big undertaking, but he's doing a fantastic job. His fiance, Ambria, we hired her for customer service. Um, we get so many inquiries and we've always told people to hit us up if they don't know how to use something or need help. And so she kind of keeps that moving. And we brought on an intern, um, a paid intern from Xavier to do graphics. Um, we have a contractor who also does um, she does like a lot of the TikTok videos and then we brought another contractor on who does like these cool graphics that I've been posting on my stories lately he understands the products really well and it kind of tells you how to use them with cool graphics that we can post um, and I think that's our team right now of course you know then Ash does the shipping um, from my site, but when we're talking new ethics, 
Um, I think that's our, our team. So there's about six or seven of us now. Um, and we have an office now in Kentucky um, and they report there or at least go there a couple times a week and powwow and, you know, keep everything moving. Yeah. Is that there in your area by where you live? Yeah, it's, it's in uh, Newport. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's an office share, but it's a nice little office. Yeah. Like we, 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 it's a building. And so like we have our own space, like no one else is using that, but like there's other offices and other businesses in it. Gotcha. Very cool. All right, man, let's, let's put a button on this. Let's talk about what's the goal for new ethics to, to finish this year. So we're in 2021 We're we're kind of pandemics kind of behind us still feeling the after effects. What's your guys' goal for this year? And then 2022, yeah. what's that so, look like? Just to give you a little background, we hit a million dollars um, after two, two years, three months. Um, and that was all grassroots. We literally paid for no marketing. That was tapping into coaches um, to bring, you know, to affiliates um, and our clients using it and then word of mouth spreading. Once we got to that amount and we had a nice amount in the bank account, we decided that we needed to uh, put hire an advertising team. Um, and so we pumped a lot of money monthly into that so that we were having graphics prepared for us. Um, you know, ads ran, uh, you know, on Instagram, Facebook and all that. That really propelled us um, to our finish the year after. I think we did like 2.1. And then last year we ended up right at 3 million. This year the goal was 4.5 and we're damn close. We're, we're, we're on target. So as of 2022, I think we'll set the goal at around 6 million. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's pretty awesome, man, to, uh, you know, I think this is a good look into what it takes. And, you know, honestly, this is, it's kind of early still, but, you know, I think it's kind of fun to look at things right in the middle of their growth stages. Um, you know, hitting a million dollars is a big fucking deal to a lot of people. Six figures is a big deal to a lot of people. So, you know, to see it kind of grow and be successful, I and mean, then you guys stay true to your your ethos and your your core values to me is, it's pretty cool, man. So I'm excited for all the new stuff that you have coming up. Um, man, I think that's, I think this has been a fun episode. Is there anything else that you think we can cover before we shut it down? Well, I think we've done enough and you know, it's, it's been about an hour, but I will say this. Um, if you go into endeavor something like this, it really helps to have people around you that are smarter than you. You know, I've always tried to do that. Um, from employees to just my business partners that I partner with. Um, you know, it really helps when you've got smart, a smart team. So assemble your team knowing that they're better at certain things than you. You know, when I say smarter, that's what I mean. Um, you are not going to be good at everything. And I always try to find people that kind of compliment um, myself uh, and can do things that I can't do. You know what, man? I love that because every successful person that I've ever talked to, they say the same thing. And people that aren't successful, they don't practice what you just said. I just, you just see it. Ultra successful people do exactly what you just said. It's um, paramount. It's paramount. It, it, is it something that comes easy for you? I know some people are super control freaks and, and that can be a good and bad thing. Uh, was it easy for you to kind of turn these things over or was that something? Yeah, that it was like even the CEO thing. Like, yeah. I recognized that this thing was taken off and, you know, at about the fourth month, um, 
you know, I was telling Steph, I'm swamped, I'm stressed. And she's like, well, I can help. I really don't, you know, I don't, coaching isn't, you know, going the direction I really wanted it to, you know, to scale. She realized she had to stop seeing people more and start just working from online. It really wasn't fulfilling. So she was like, yeah, I'll take over. And then, you know, I kept the title of CEO for a while, but I'm like, at this point, she's really the CEO. So let's just call it what it is. You know, our, 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 market was probably 60 40 women so i'm like it makes no sense like she's doing more of that and i'm doing still more scooby and just formulating let's call it what it is so i never really had a problem um i don't really care about titles you know i'm just yeah. mine's just formulator at this you know i think vince has like chief science officer jeb zeb is chief operating officer steph's chief executive officer and I'm just formulator and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're all very capable, smart people and that's what makes things run. Yeah, no, um, obviously you guys are a beast at each one of the things that you do. You know, I've seen Steph in action because she sent me numbers before on, on back when I was helping out with new ethics before, you know, I started my line and, you know, shout out to your whole team, Ambria, you had mentioned her, man, she's on it. Every time I need something, I order it up. She sends me back a cheery email and she's got it my invoice sent like it's fast like you guys have a top top notch team um i'm gonna go ahead and link you know for those of you that are new i'm gonna link um not just our emails but new ethics in the post in the show notes so just go click on that if you want to check out any of this stuff because we have new people that listen all the time may not be familiar so man i'm gonna go ahead and uh shut this down i hope you have a great rest of your day for myself and jason we're out of here thanks guys yeah